Diamondbacks and the Rockies working overtime on Sunday, the season debut of Ian Desmond, who broke his hand during spring training. Let's pick it up top two as Carlos Gonzalez digs in. Turn to first, what a play! Paul Goldschmidt, America's first baseman. That was a rocket down the right field line. Making his Rockies debut is Ian Desmond. Turn to third, it's by Lamont into left. First hit as a Rocky for Ian Desmond, a walk and a single open up the Colorado fifth. Tom Wilhelmson is on to pitch for the Diamondbacks in the 10th inning, no score. And a ground ball into the hole. Diving stop, Ahmed gets up, throws, and he got him on a dandy play. The Scalzo's got two hits in the game. The pitch from Lyles. High drive, way back. Warning track, wall. Touch them all, splash down, walk off. Daniel Descalzo. And the Diamondbacks walking off here. They win it two to nothing in 13 innings. The Diamondbacks avoid the three game sweep. They take it 2 0 in 13. As the game went scoreless into the 13th, it represented the longest the game had remained 0 0 in the history of Chase Field. It's not often you can watch your team go scoreless through nine innings, yet still come away with a victory. That's exactly what Tori Lavella was able to enjoy on Sunday, thanks to a 2 0 13 inning triumph over Colorado. Wow. <laughs> Great win. Great win, a team effort. I thought everybody at some point in time chipped in uh, for the moment. And especially happy for Daniel Descalso, who's been grinding away at things um, against his former team to hit a walk-off home run. It was just a really exciting moment for all of us. But set up inside of that, the, the pitching was unbelievable. It kept a very offensive team scoreless um, and gave us a chance to, to maneuver, do some things, and win this ballgame. It was a collective effort. It was Patrick Corbin standing on things with the bases loaded and no outs to uh, give up no runs. It's a, it's a group effort from the bullpen to come in and, and, and pound the zone and not really have issues uh, throughout the course of their outing. Pretty impressive considering all the things we've been walking through over the past couple of days. Right. Um, I appreciate that. Not to be forgotten is Randall Delgado in, in all of this. He uh, an extended outing. Uh, we were going to continue to run him out there for another outing. He deserved that. He was throwing the ball very well. Inside of the game, what was working was a fastball that, was, that had tremendous life on both sides of the plate, a changeup uh, that he seemed to work into. I think the first inning was a little bit rocky for him. But once he got his feet on the ground, uh, just got very, very settled in and uh, and kept this team uh, scoreless and gave us a chance to win this game. Mm-hmm. You know, Well, I think it was an emotional moment for all of us. The dugout erupted. It's, it, the entire stadium erupted. Um, but I felt like I wanted to go out there and first things first was keep one of our best players in the lineup. And once he was under control, I wanted to go get an explanation. And I just, I politely disagreed, um, even though my heart was jumping through my chest. 
the same way everybody else was. But I think we needed to get our heads on straight, get back into the moment, and uh, not get too too far out in front of ourselves and allowing us to get too emotional. Uh, the umpire said the rule is, and I understand the rule, the rule is if the player is attempting to make a play on the ball, then he has the right of way to the ball. However, I felt strongly that he was outside the line of the ball um, and that there was a chance that AJ had beat the ball. And as you slow it down and slow mo as you look at it in slow motion, according to what I've been told, and I haven't seen it yet, it looks like that LeMahieu had initiated the contact. I didn't go that far because I wasn't sure, but it just looked like to me that AJ had beat the ball, and that's what we train our, train our runners to do. How did they explain the fact that they initially it looked like AJ was going to stand on third and throw up that first one? Right. And Right. Is there any explanation on why they changed it after they uh, That was probably the most frustrating part for me is that a guy 15 feet from the play got overruled by three guys standing 125 feet or 100 whatever feet away from it. But uh, they have different angles. That's what he explained to me. We had different angles. We could see the play a little bit more clear, clearly as it came together. And look, these umpires do one thing. They try and get things right. They don't want to get plays wrong. I know they're under a lot of scrutiny day to day. And you know, in the end, he did a good, good job of dis disarming me. Well, we were trying to buy some time. The replay wasn't clear yet. We were waiting for a slow-mo replay, so I was trying to, I was trying to uh, just get as much time as I possibly could before I made the decision. And uh, I got word that, that uh, it was still inconclusive and the call wouldn't have been overturned. Yeah, going back to the pop, going, yeah. going back to the pop play, uh, mm -hmm. just getting to know you as a manager, that situation where you might have been fired enough to get thrown up, thrown out of the game, <laughs> Um, as everybody, I have my moments, and I spike up every once in a while. I worked very hard right there to maintain my composure. I felt like that's what uh, the moment needed. And um, I'm not to say it won't happen that way the next time. So you guys will get to know me. You'll see it firsthand, I'm sure, at some point. Considering this ended uh, a possible three-game sweep, you're heading on the road to your day off. And if that play would have ended it the other way against you, and how big was how bad it could have felt. Well, uh, yeah. I don't want to play that game in my own head. You know, I'm glad it ended the way it ended, and I'm just going to take it for what it's worth. Um, but at the mo in the moment, there was a couple of plays and a couple of things that happened in the game that were things that didn't happen the way we wanted to. But as I've been talking to, to these guys, it is staying in the moment, executing, and doing your job. So. They did a good job of that. Uh, the walk-off made the moment a little bit sweeter. And after two emotional games, um, especially one last night where there was a possibility of a hangover, our guys did a great job and won the game. And that's all I'm going to think about. Can you talk about <coughs> your starting pitching here? I mean, that eight games in a row where your starters have let up three runs or less. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, tonight was 17. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, can you just talk about how your pitching has come up big, 
starting pitching getting in deep into these games like this? Well, I'm, I'll say the same thing I've been been um, talking about for the past three three weeks. I mean, here we've concluded our first month with 16 wins. There's a lot to be proud of inside of those 16 wins. And I think the starting pitching deserves a lot of that credit. They set the tone. They allow us to maneuver in the bullpen and have matchups. Instead of playing catch up, we're able to kind of match up on things because of what they've done. Now, not to, not to take anything away from our offense. We have a tremendous offense. But when you're talking about the combination of things that we, we saw in this first month, uh, it's been pretty impressive. And the pitchers deserve, deserve a lot of that credit. Daniel Descalso entered Sunday with two career walk-off hits but had never enjoyed the thrill of a walk-off home run. All of that changed on Sunday after clearing the outfield wall in the 13th inning. Yeah, that, that feels pretty good. Uh, it didn't didn't seem like anybody wanted to win this game today, uh, but we'll, we'll take it any way we can get it. That's perseverance for sure. Can I ask you what your manager wanted to tell you right there? Uh, no, that's between me and him. Okay, that's okay. I, I thought I'd, I thought I'd ask, but certainly, like you said, um, this was the longest scoreless game by innings ever in this building. And what does it take to win a game like this when you're maybe frustrated in that dugout? You know, bases were loaded at one point, and you leave them loaded. Uh, what kind of character does it take to win a game like this? Well, it, it takes good pitching to keep the other team uh, scoreless. So uh, the, our pitchers did a great job tonight, and just giving us a chance. To, to put us in the spot to, to come back and, and, and win it. So uh, pitching did a great job today. What was your approach right there in that at-bat? You know, I'm just trying to get a good pitch to hit. Uh, I got down 0-2, so just battling, and, and luckily he hung a breaking ball over the middle. For you guys to win a game like this on getaway day and kind of get the momentum back after losing two games, how much does that mean to the team? Well, it's a good win for us. Uh, if we lose that game, it's a 5-5 five and five homestand. Uh, six and four now headed into a, a, a tough Nationals team and against the Rockies again, so uh, it'll be a much happier fight. The Snakes are off on Monday before heading to Washington Tuesday to take on the Nationals.